Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. The Chiefs finally return to the practice field on Thursday as they begin their preparations for Monday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Chris Jones. Here's the Chiefs head coach. Injuries uh, to talk about. Everybody's going to practice today, so we're good there. Um, Look forward to the challenge of playing the Eagles. uh, Good football team. Uh, Best record in the NFL, I believe, right now, and well-deserved. Coach Sirianni's done a good job. They've got uh, good players. Um, their offense um, is tough. Brian does a heck of a job coordinating that thing, and and then uh, Sean does a great job with that defense. So they're playing good football right now. I uh, look forward to coming here to Arrowhead um, and uh, playing the game. It should be electric, and uh, I know our fans will welcome them in. So anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy, just what is it like just going up against that organization you know so well? Yeah, well, it's it's well it's a well-run organization. Howie Roseman has done a nice job. Um, you know, I'm so close with a lot of those people there, so they they do a nice job. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie starts with him, so um, you know you're familiar with it. But again, once the game gets on, then it's it's the game, so you're not worried about the, all that stuff. Coming out, of the, coming out of the Miami game, Josh, Dr. Bobby, what were some of the biggest focal points that you wanted to focus on to work on leading to Monday's game? Uh, well, I mean, there were smaller, there were smaller things. Um, I can't, I'm not going to get into all that, but I mean, uh, we worked, uh, you know, we worked on a few things. So we have plenty of room to, to improve. Um, so I've talked about that, you know, the penalties, we've got to, Continue to work on those, eliminate those. That's important. Yeah, you played against a, a number of the league's leading receivers, and no one's really had a big game against you. Um, other than guys at the back end of your defense are playing well, something you can put your finger on why that uh, why that's been so effective. Yeah, look, I think the it starts up front. Um, we, you, know, you have a couple no names up there. Uh, they don't get a lot of credit. Um, with Dana being one of them. You know, and he's playing really good football right now. George is a year improved in playing real good football. So, Nadi gets no credit, and he, uh, I don't think he wants the credit, but he doesn't get any credit. He's, um, but he, he's a stout, stout player inside. You know, and then you had Charles, you, you know, Charles is coming on, so he hasn't been here the whole time, but he, that's a nice addition. That mix. Andy, uh, my apologies. 
You had uh, obviously the bye week to, to obviously scout the Eagles. I know every year is slightly different, but is there anything that you see that is a difference between playing them in the Super Bowl and obviously preparing for them on Monday? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say there's much difference. Uh, those you got those receivers are still plenty good, and. Um, their quarterback's a good football player, as, as is the running back. So um, I know they had an injury to the tight end, so that would be a little bit different. But they've got good players in those spots. So, um, and then uh, defensively, it's really basically the same, the same unit. A couple of those guys are a little bit older, um, but you can't tell. So 91 and 55. Uh, were there when I was there, and, and uh, they are like, uh, they seem to get better with age. Coach, uh, I know Chris is probably the first one to tell you that you know, he lost his cool in the game against Miami, but he's had several games without a sack. We're going to talk to him. You had a sense of frustration kind of building. He started so hot so quick, and now it's kind of gone dry. Is he, is he getting a little frustrated? I, well, I mean, you're going to ask him that, but I, I, I don't sense that. Um, he knows that they slide the line to him. And so when I mention these other guys, you know, um, and they chip him and all that. So when I mention these other guys, they're getting the benefit of him being doubled or chipped. And, uh, and they're taking advantage of that. But Chris will get his when it's, when it's all said. And he does so much for us that attitude-wise and, and uh, play-wise. So. Going back to Adam's question about being able to take away the top receivers on the other team, Legarius has obviously been a big part of that. Uh, he's had seven flags over the last three games for, for either interference or holding. Is, is he kind of a feel like a marked guy right now just because he does play pretty physical? Um, yeah, listen, I mean, I can't really answer that um, all the way. I'm not, I wouldn't say he's marked, but. I'll just hold it at that. <laughs> Andy, when you look at um, first half and second half offensive numbers, is that something you chalk up to coincidence to study the reasons why maybe there's a pretty big contrast there? Between, say, again, just your first half offensive numbers and your second half offensive numbers? Yeah, I mean, listen, Frazier, I give credit to Frazier because he does all that. Um, and he's on top of all that all the time. So, um, now I can't tell you exactly why, but he probably could, but I'm not going to let him talk to you. Andy, one of the things that the Eagles and yourself, your guys' team, good teams win close games, and the Eagles have shown that a lot this year. Is there a characteristic among teams and maybe about them that allows them to, to survive a close one at the end? Or, you know, yeah, they're good. They're just good. I mean, they're well coached, and they've got good players. So, and they. You know, they have a culture there that, that dictates that. And so, good football team. Andy, with the receivers, just the self-scouting that went with them during this bye week, you know, what have they learned more to try to just make themselves more available and everything that's going in to just try to make themselves better? Yeah, they're getting better as we go. It's I know it's hard to see, but they're getting better. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see how it goes forward. I mean, anything... Anything I say isn't going to mean anything unless, unless it, you know, they continue to uh, improve. But they're, we're seeing improvement. We just got to keep it going.
Yeah, I got to spend some time in Texas uh, with the family and then uh, obviously had my charity gala, um, which was really cool. Um, and then got to go to the Texas State game at uh, KU. So uh, a lot of family time. Um, got to look at a little bit of football as well. Um, but uh, it's good, always good to get the bye week, especially kind of that midpoint of the season to kind of refresh and uh, restart for the uh, next part of it. What part of the, what part of the football aspect yeah, I think for me, it's you learn for. I always go back to the fundamentals, try to get back to my fundamentals as best as I can during the bye week, um, and then I think watching the tape, seeing what we did well, what we can improve on, um, and then try to use that into this next part of the season and try to be even better than when we went into the bye. Does that ever surprise you when you go back and do kind of a more thorough review like that? Um, I think what I've realized just now is. It's, it's never as big as it as it seems. There's always little things um, as far as fundamentals, as far as games and stuff like that. And so uh, it doesn't surprise me now, but instead of trying to make these big, huge changes, you just go back to the fundamentals and try to execute even better. Patrick, with the def new defensive coordinator with the Eagles, they have some obviously some different personnel. But outside of those main topics, what have you seen differently from this defense that may be better or worse than what you saw from the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really good. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's the main thing. Uh, they have a lot of the same players, and they, they've added some more talent. Um, D-line's special, one of the best D-line's I think I've, I've ever seen. Um, just waves of guys that can come in and play, a mixture of veterans and young guys. Uh, the DBs, two great DBs at, at cornerback position, adding Bayard and uh, a blanket ship at the safety position, and then linebackers, guys that have played and been in the league for a little bit now. So um, they, have a, they have a good defense in general. I mean, obviously a great team, but a good defense in general at all, all aspects. And so for us, it'll be a great challenge. Um, with the receivers growing in, in the second half and as you go here? I, I've always felt like throughout the season my, the chemistry gets better and better. Um, obviously, everybody wants everybody the receivers to blow up and everything like that, but I think guys have gotten better as the season's gone on, and um, they'll continue to get better, and um, we're, we're making strides in the right direction, and I think uh, we'll keep keep doing that as the season goes and hopefully carry that momentum into the playoffs. On top of that, how, how much do you take pride in you know, making it better? We always hear about, you know, like Michael Jordan makes his players, mm -hmm. make his players better. How do, you, how do you see that? Yeah, I mean, all you can do is go out there and, and try to be great every single day. Um, and that's what I try to do in practice, getting extra reps, um, and then into the game and try to make those adjustments on the fly. And so uh, uh, I push guys to, to give everything they have every single day. And uh, luckily for me, I have a lot of guys like that on the team. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you, you just got to go and keep at it, stay with the process, and at the end, and then at the end of the year, uh, you're satisfied with the results. Patrick, in a game like this, where the best team in the NFC, the best in the AFC, and two great quarterbacks, do you love that? I mean, the Super Bowl proved you and Jalen battled it out to the very end. You were injured. You look at that game. Is that kind of what you expect in this Monday night stage? Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um, like you said, you got great teams in general. I mean, obviously Jalen's a great quarterback, um, but I think just the full entire team on both sides is, is you never know how the game's going to go. It could be high scoring. It could be low scoring. But uh, two teams that usually find a way to get a win and playing on Monday night football in front of the, the whole world, uh, it's going to be a great game, and I'm glad it's at Arrowhead. Patrick, uh, Andy's talked for a long time. I just asked him about you know, every game. So many games come down to the very end, and you, you got to have those hurry-up drives. And you've been very successful at it. I'm just curious. You go through a checklist. You seem to know when to risk it. I mean, Buffalo, you mm -hmm. threw the pick, but you knew you had to go fast, yep. right, last year. Is there a mental checklist you go through that this is more urgent, I've got to be more risky here because it's worth it, it's the only way to get it done? How, how does that work in your brain when you figure that out? We, just, we talk through it every single week. Um, every week I've been here from OTAs through now, um, it, we talk about – 
situations um, if we're down two scores or down one score, what the situation is, what, what time we want to score before, all these different situations and prepare us um, as best as we possibly can for games. And you watch other teams around the league, you take notes from that stuff as well. And I just always feel prepared because we, we do that. Um, and so uh, I know I'm on the same page with Coach Reed, with N Coach Nagy, everybody is that we know what we're trying to do in that situation. And so if you need to press the issue, press the issue. If you want to take some time off the clock, take some time off the clock. And I think that's – you see in the NFL, I mean, you saw this last week, um, there are, all the games are close, so it's who executes at the, the end of games the best, and that's who ends up winning. Yeah, I think you have to find the right balance. I feel like I obviously know a lot more uh, than that than I knew in, in that chair that day. Um, but I think uh, you always want to have that, that mentality of you're going to make it happen. Um, and that's what I had in that, that chair that day, and I feel like I still have now is even if you know what, what the right read is, sometimes you want to make the big play happen whenever it's needed, and uh, I have to balance that line uh, throughout my entire career. Has it been an adjustment for you, the way you guys are playing defense now, that maybe you don't need to do some of the things you've done in the past? Has that been an adjustment for you, or are you playing the game you feel like the same way? Um, there's definitely an adjustment, I think, just early in the season. Um, but I, I've, I've had a feel for that, I think, as seasons have gone on. You have a feel for how the whole team's playing, not just the defense, the offense, special teams, stuff like that. Um, and you have to adjust on the fly. It's week in, week out. You have to make adjustments. And so, obviously, if the defense is playing good um, and the offense maybe not playing to the level I want, you, you run some time off the clock. Or if uh, you feel like the offense needs a score, you, you speed it up. But that, that's just part of playing the quarterback position. And um, it's not always pretty, but if you get the win at the end of the day, that's what you want. Spencer, we've talked with this a lot about the way defense has played you guys and taking away the back end. Do you mm -hmm. notice when you watch film that other teams are seeing more of that, that you see the defense that you're going to face playing more of that against other teams? Are you still seeing a lot of unscouted stuff? Um, you see some teams you see some similar stuff, but I would say we still, we still see a lot of unscouted stuff. I mean, uh, having a guy like Travis makes it a lot different because uh, just because the level that he plays at, it takes so much attention for the defenses to go up against. And then they know we want to throw it deep, so they, they stay deep and make, make us be patient and drive the length of the field. and. Um, I mean, I want to throw it deep as much as everybody, um, but uh, it's, uh, it, it's they, they're making me earn it and throw it short, and I think that's why we're having to drive the field these last few years. And so uh, we have to continue to prove that to get guys to come up so we can hit the deep pass when it is there. Patrick, you spoke about your gala. You had Doug Williams there, mm -hmm. presented you with the Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, Founders Award. Mm -hmm. Speak about that. What was that feeling like? That yeah, that was actually a surprise to me. I knew uh, Doug and uh, Shaq Harris were going to be there, um, but – I didn't know I was getting that award, and it, and it, it is an honor. It, it really is. I mean, those are the, the true greats of the game that put me in the position where I can be playing the quarterback position uh, today. And for them to present an award like that to me, um, it's a tremendous honor. Uh, just to know that they've recognized me for something whenever I know that everything that I've done is because of them. We'll ask to Neil and then Nate. Go ahead, Neil. Uh, Patrick, I, I have a producer who asked me, uh, this is a two-pronged question. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to ask you about your underwear. Mm -hmm. uh, because I got in the media, we got a chance to see you on the sideline at Texas Tech. You can't go anywhere. It's like it's like mm -hmm. needle mania. What's your life like? Uh, it's calmer than Travis's. I'll say that. So, <laughs> so uh, I think I'm doing all right. I'll keep uh, just playing football and having fun doing it. And about your underwear. Well, my, my underwear, it's, I've, I've worn them my entire career. And, and I, I, Chad actually said something about after, right before he retired, he said something about it and it kind of went under the radar. And I was like, thank Thank goodness, man. I, no one picked that up. And then, of course, 
think it was Eli had to say it on the broadcast, and I was like, no, it's going to be a thing. So uh, they'll still be worn as long as we're winning. So I'll, I'll make sure to clean them. And I don't wear them in the games. I just wear them to the games, so they're not that bad. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we still keep winning games. I can wear them for 20-plus years. How old are they? Well, I've been starting for set six years, so they're, they're six years old. So only professional. Yeah, only professional. Um, Brittany got, kind of got them before one of my first starts, and I wore it, um, that Chargers game, and the rest is history. I'm so glad we have third guys. <laughs> 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 I have two questions for you, Patrick. Uh, just how beneficial is it for you to have everybody healthy going into this week, obviously being available to practice? And then since you are in your seventh year, how much imprint, say, do you have for the coaches staff for the bye week that maybe you didn't have in 2017, 2018? Yeah, I, w- I would say it's obviously great when you have healthy guys this time of the year and we try to maintain that with with Rick and the training staff and and in the weight room as well um but uh I mean just having those guys out there practicing you have that chemistry and then we've gotten work with the other guys as well and so that's always a plus you want to keep that maintaining that and then I think it's I mean you get more and more every year Uh, I mean I got to talk to the coach Nagy I got to talk to Girardi I got to talk to uh, Coach Reed during the bye week, um, and just kind of they gave me some of their input, some of the stuff they wanted me to work on. I, I told them stuff that I liked, stuff that I thought we could get better at, um, and we're going to try to execute that this week. I mean, what a better challenge than playing the Eagles the first week out of the bye and seeing where we're really at. Okay, thanks. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Push, push, the brotherly shove. You know, you saw it last year in the Super Bowl. Any, any ideas that you can stop it this time around? Hmm. They haven't been stopped all year. I think the one that did get stopped on was Washington. But they fumbled the ball, so um, I don't know, man. We're just going to have to – I don't know, honestly. We have to figure something out. But um, they're so good at it, and it's a rugby-style play. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't watched – any rugby um, styles yet, style of play of defense yet, but we'll figure something out. Jalen Hurts, you know, he rushed for like 70 yards in the Super Bowl, but threw for another 300. He's very talented, two of the best quarterbacks, Patrick and him. What are some of the things, especially facing him, that you need to do to try to contain him the best you can? Um, um, more so, um, eliminate the run game. If we're able to um, limit how many yards you get per carry, then I think we're doing something good. And um, force hands in his face and take him down on the passing game, you know, get around him, overcrowd him, 
you know, they got they got such a good offensive line that's done really, really well so far this year. So got to come up with schemes and everything to affect Jalen Hurts. Chris, you've been playing with some really good players here. Since your career started, do you think this could be the most talented defense as a whole that you've, you've played with since you began? Um, overall, I still think we can get so much better. Um, so far, so good. As the best overall defense, I mean, it's still halfway through the season. For me to say that now and we end up at that last, uh, you know, it doesn't even matter. So I think we take it one, one game at a time, continue to get better, and then you ask me um, this question at the end of the year, I have an answer for you. Chris, have you seen a similar amount of attention from offensive lines, whether it's style or the amount of guys that are in the blocky that, that you have in the past? Yeah, that's similar. Uh, it's expected, though. You know, um, thankfully, I have guys who've been excelling around me. George Kaloftis, Mike Dana, Torshawn Warren, who's having an outstanding year so far. So we got to keep it up, take advantage of our one-on-ones. As long as we're able to do that, I'm able to get free and probably get a one-on-one and cause a little havoc. Chris, Chris the coach talked about those guys you mentioned. He said that they were no-name guys. Guys like Mike Dana don't really get the uh, credit that they should. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, this is when you when you think about it. This is a, a selfish group. You know, it's not about names. It's, you know, it's about uh, it's not about numbers either. Uh, I think people get caught up. I was listening to um, the broadcast talk about Quinny Williams and how special he is to the Jets defensive line, but he don't have as many sacks as he did last year. And the interesting point on that was. Uh, He's making everyone around him better. And, you know, I, I, that's the way I look at it. It's, it's not about stats. I mean, to to, to, significant, uh, uh, to to magnify how important these guys are. Um, you know, they're having good years. I mean, they're having a good year so far. But the importance to how they've been to this defense and the success of this defense, you know, the numbers go beyond that. Do you speak about those numbers? Do you take pride in making all those guys better? Yeah, I, I, more solely, I think as a player, it's not what you do. Yeah. I think it's more so how the, how you make players around you better. Chris, um, oh, I'm sorry, apologies. Oh, you got it. Uh, I was, Kobe Bryant emphasized on that just, you know, uh, for him, it was going to come, but more importantly, just making guys around him better. And that's what I emphasize on, just making sure George have a career year, making sure Mike have a career that gives me excitement because I feel like I contribute to that a lot. You know, I put a lot of energy and I invest a lot in those guys. So just to see those guys succeed beyond what you guys expected or what they expected brings joy to me. Uh, sorry for interrupting. It's okay, man. Um, you said it's not about numbers, but – a little bit for your bottom line, it is, right? There are numbers that matter to your bottom line. You know, you started off so hot when you came back. A couple games you haven't had a sack. Is frustration maybe creeping a little bit? Is that maybe what happened with the penalty against Miami, a little frustration? Uh, frustration only um, creeping in when they extracurricular after a play. Um, other than that, I don't get frustrated on my numbers. I'm going to hit my numbers. So I never really, I never really matter about numbers. I'm going to hit my numbers. So for me to worry about numbers, so eight games left in the season. Whether I get a sack this game or not, we got seven more games left. If I get a sack, seven sacks in seven games, you do the math. So I'm going to hit my numbers regardless. So I never really trip about numbers. You, you, you put together the longest streak in NFL history of consecutive games with it. Like, I mean, 
you, you, I think you got one of the other top ones as well. I mean, is it hard? I mean, you're used to getting a sack in every game. Does it like doesn't feel that deal a little bit at all? When you, you kind of make it look easy sometimes? Well, listen, man, it's so damn hard. To be honest, which is so damn hard. With all the attention I get, it gets hard. But when you got guys around you that's succeeding, it makes it easier for you. So some games you might get the double team the whole game, and you might not have that opportunity to win. And one game you might get a double team 50%. Then so 50%, I got a chance of beating a guy one on one. That's the way I look at it. So. Uh, you know, frustration can creep in when you feel like your numbers matter. But for me, I don't give a damn about numbers, honestly. Because in, in, in my head, I feel like whatever I want is still ahead of me. Well, it's eight games left. It's a, another half of a season left. First half of the season, I had five sacks, you know. And then I missed the game, right? So I got eight more games to go. I'm good. It looked like after you mentioned the penalty, it looked like Joe was going to pretty good on the sideline just from our vantage point. Just wondering, you talked a lot about him. Is there an appreciation for our coaching? And just, uh, I guess, anything you would be willing to share about that moment? Respectfully, um, we would have been off the field if I wouldn't have made a penalty. So he emphasized that, you know, it was a costly penalty. I think they scored on the play also. I was 7 out of 14 points. So I understand. But, you know, it was a heat on the moment thing. I got hit after the play. Uh, what can I say? It's, it's part of the game. Chris, Couple during your time off, how did you use that? Did you look over the first half? Did you rest, relax? I mean, did you kind of do a self-examination? How do you use that bye week to help make you fresher and better for the second half? I did a little bit of it all. I watched film. I was able to sleep, play with my kids. Um, most importantly, I got a lot of sleep. I haven't slept like that in a long time. Um, but um, got to hang out with my kids, take them to school, and rewatch all the games I played a part of, the good, the bad, what I can improve on, what I can eliminate, you know, like costly penalties. <laughs> you should take them to school. Are you in the carpool line too? Yeah. Look, uh, <laughs> quick thing about the school. So they got this crazy line that you got to stay in. I was carpool skipping. Line. I was skipping the line every day because they have two entry points. And the school stopped me one day. It was like, listen, Mr. Jones, you've been coming through the wrong line every day. <laughs> and she was so nice about it. I was like, okay. Okay, so that was, that was the highlight of my bye week, <laughs> skipping, <laughs> skipping school lines. You mentioned the good and the bad. What is the good and the bad for you? The good and the bad. Um, um, I always feel like I can be better at something, especially pass rushing, run stopping, overall game, being a better leader, whether it's being vocal. Because sometimes I get in the game, I get so locked in, I forget to talk. Uh, being a vocal leader. And... Um, <clears throat> Believe it or not, coach been giving me an excessive amount of loafs on the field, and I don't like a loaf. A loaf is if the player is 10 yards away from you, he wants you to run 10 yards to the play. But the player is going to come back after the referee blow the whistle. So I'm a five-step guy, five steps, and just dumb it down. I never make the play 10 yards on the field. So I can improve on that. You know, just small things, you know, footsteps, um, eye discipline, hand placement. You know, so looking out over those things, seeing where I can get better at. What, what coach? What coach does? Is that Colin that does that? You said. Yeah. Folks, I know, right, bro? Uh, ten yards down the field, I would never get to. It. <laughs> <laughs> He's running back, running four four. <laughs>
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. 